Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. For a couple of weeks, I'm going to be speaking on something I've titled, The Power of Thanksgiving. Turn in your Bibles with me to Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51, and we're going to read the first three verses. The Bible said, listen to me. You will follow after righteousness. You will seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, to Sarah who bore you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. I pray that somebody here today is blessed. And you will increase in Jesus' name. For the Lord will comfort Zion. See, you are the Zion. So when I say the Lord will comfort, it means the Lord will comfort you. The Lord will comfort our waste places. He will make our wilderness like Eden. The joy and gladness will be found in you. Thanksgiving and the whole voice of melody will not be far from your home. If you've ever found yourself in a desert where there was no water, you will appreciate the fact that the rivers is a blessing. He said, we thank God that we have the eyes to see these things. Somebody born with no eyes will tell you what it means to be able to see colors, to be able to see. And if you have actually had a problem with your eyes for a day or two, you will know what it means to say, God, I wish I could just see a day. Or you could see and you see vaguely. You see men walking like trees. Then you will appreciate the eyes and I want us to be able to take a moment to thank God that when we woke up this morning, our hands walked. Our mouth moved. You need to take a moment to thank God that you stood up by yourself. Thank God that you can taste food. You can eat by yourself. Oh my God, I wish you can thank God that you can hear in your ears. Never be too tired to thank God. And my friend, don't be too sophisticated to say, I can't thank God. Don't lose what you have until you don't have it. And then you say, God, I wish I had it. Thank God. Thank God that you are here. Thank God that you are breathing. Thank God that you are alive. Because God wants you to thank him on each new day. I want you to understand that when a little child even try to say thank you, you appreciate it. Even what is not said fully, you understand because it's even making effort. There is no way, my friends, that when you praise, you can praise wrong. It's possible to pray wrong, but you cannot praise wrong. The Bible tells us in Psalm 100 verse 4, he said, praises and thanksgiving is key. He said, we enter his gate with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Heaven's gate, my friend, recognizes the sound of thanksgiving. And it appalls the voice of murmuring. Many people murmur. If you look at your day, some people, they murmur more than they say thank you. It's time for us as church to develop the habit of just saying thank you, Jesus. Just thank him for every moment. Thanksgiving is an act of gratitude. The Bible tells us in Psalm 30 verse 1, it says, Thanksgiving is the secret of God's lifting up the people. If you are in a position today and you desire to be lifted, you are saying, God, I want to be lifted. God, I want to be promoted. God, I need some lifting. Learn to praise God. 
Psalm 44 verse 5, it says that this same thanksgiving, it's the secret that God will use to bring victory to us. He said, through you, oh God, we push back our enemies. The reason we can push back, in other words, we are gaining territories. As you thank God, you gain territories. Somebody here need to gain more territories. You just need to thank God. If you want to make a friend, be more grateful. You are gaining ground. Through you, we push down our enemies. Through your name, oh God, we trample over those who rise up against us. Can you see that? So we give him thanks. So we bless his name. Bible tells us in Psalm 144 verse 1, it says, praise be to the Lord, my rock. He will trains my hand for war and my fingers for battle. He trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Thanksgiving, my friends, is the invincible weapon which Satan cannot decode. Thanksgiving is that weapon which will unleash self-destruction on your enemy. When you begin to praise God, the enemy, they are so confused, they begin to turn on each other. Scripture tells us in Psalm 149 from verse 6 to 8, it says, may the high praises of God be in their mouth. I pray that will be you today. And a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance, you see. When you are praising God, you are inflicting vengeance on the nations and punishments of the people who are against your joy. The Bible says, and to bind their kings with chains, just in praises. You are praising God, but you are binding their kings in chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Why? Because you are praising God. You are giving God thanks. It's an interesting story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, from verse 21 to 22. It goes beyond that, but you know, in summary, Jehoshaphat and his people found themselves in an impossible position. And they didn't know what to do against the strong force who had come against them. But the priest told them to begin to praise. And as they were praising, God sent confusion to the enemy and they turned on each other. The situation that seemed impossible became one of the best days of Jehoshaphat. I pray for somebody here today. That as we begin to praise God this month, in the name of Jesus, I know in my spirit, God is going to do a turnaround in somebody's case. In the name of Jesus. In Acts 16, Paul and his friends, they were jailed. And they were put in the bottom of the pit with their feet in stocks. And they were there with other inmates. Those people have been there for a long time. They knew this is the end of the road. Those are the emails. But when Paul and Silas got there, they knew that God would turn this case around. My dear friends, I don't know where you are today. You could be in an hospital. And they said to you that this is the end of the road. Or maybe they said to you that, well, everybody who has been in this place have never been discharged before. There were prisoners in that place. They were never discharged. They were just waiting to be killed. They were a place where really they thought was all over. But the Bible said at the midnight hour, 
at the midnight hour. The Bible said that Paul and Silas, they started praising God and something radical happened. As we begin to praise God in the name of Jesus, I said something that will happen. The Bible says suddenly, as they were praying, there will be a sudden miracle. There will be a sudden breakthrough in the name of Jesus. The Bible said there was such a violent earthquake and the foundation of the prison was shaking. I command in the name of Jesus as we begin to praise God, as we begin to worship God, there'll be a violent shaking. This is for only those who are ready to receive their miracle. A violent shaking. What has held you down will shake off. I command the doors of prison will be opened. In the name of Jesus, there are things that have held you down in your mind, held you down in your finances, held you down in your thinking. I said to you, you cannot go far. As you begin to praise God, I see you going forward. I see you advancing. In the name of Jesus. The door did not just open lightly. The Bible said the door flew open. I command a miraculous escape. In the name of Jesus. Be seated for a second. There are many things you can do without saying it. You can give without saying it. Money can come into your account as you are seated right now. Without you even saying it. Without the person sending it from the back row. Telling you. So things can happen. You can give to God without saying it. You can be serving in a particular place without saying it. But when it comes to thanksgiving. You cannot say thank you without saying it. Your mouth has to say it. Your body has to say it. There has to be appreciation and you must demonstrate it because the Bible tells us, let the redeemed of the Lord, you have to say so. Those who have been redeemed from that, you have to say so. It didn't say let the redeemed of the Lord mute it. Let them imagine it. No. You have to say it. It involves saying it. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us in Psalm 50, verse 23, the A part. It says, whoever offers, you see, whoever there. That will be you in Jesus' name. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. It means it's not everybody who wants to offer praise to God. But you will offer praise in the name of Jesus. The psalmist said to us in verse 1, Psalm 100, verse 1. He said, make a joyful noise. You see that? So you don't praise God quietly. That's why we dance. He said, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. And I like the next bit coming up. He said, come before him. Come before his presence with singing. Friends, when it comes to thanksgiving, don't be rooted where you are seated. Come before him with singing. Dance to the Lord. Be free to express your thanksgiving before God. I don't know what it is with us. We are meant to be transformers. To transform wherever God brings us to. But we've allowed the environment to transform us. We have become conformed. When you come to the house of the Lord, you should dance before the Lord. You should feel free to express your praises before God. Roll on the floor. Wave your handkerchiefs. Jump up. Don't leave it to the choir to do for you. Come before him with singing. Another person may say, well, I don't even want to be quiet about mine. I would have loved to say it, but I don't have anything to thank God for. 
you know, I have been praying for him. I, I really would love to thank God. But there is really nothing for me to say thank you. I can't think of anything of thanksgiving. I, I know I'm alive, yeah, but if you know what I'm going through, it's better I'm not alive, really. The person who said I better I'm not alive. If he hears the news that he's about to die, he will start saying, I don't want to die. <laughs> what you should know is that's exactly where the devil wants you to be. He wants you to be in a place where you are immune to thanksgiving. Meanwhile, I want you to know that there is always something you can thank God for. There are people who are in worse condition than where you are. Now, I know you are in pain. I know you are going through stuff. But I'm trying to say to you, there are people who are in worse shape. Some people will tell you, I have got this condition. I got that condition. You say, wow, that's bad. And then you meet another person and tell you, I got about nine conditions together. Nobody who has no reason to thank God. Even the unjust, God is good to them. When God pours down the rain, the rain falls upon the just and the unjust. Everybody has a reason to thank God. Amen? Everybody has a reason. Your hand must praise the Lord. Your voice must praise the Lord. Everything within you must praise the Lord. You must present them before God. If you look at it, friends, what is it you have that you have not received from God? What do you have that you created by yourself? Sometimes we act as if God owes us anything. Listen to this. The scripture shows us that there are 73 records of the word give thanks in the Bible. 73 times. It says give thanks. And that word is give thanks. Which means you are supposed to do it. Thanks does not give itself. Somebody should give thanks. So it's not enough to say I'm a grateful person. You and I need to demonstrate it. By saying it. And doing things that shows that we are grateful unto God. Amen. Anybody can praise God when things are going well. Anyone. Unfortunately, that's the bulk of thanksgiving we see in church. We praise God when things are happening. But I have news for you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. From verse 16 to 19. I'm going to read it. Message translation. It says, be cheerful no matter what. See that? Be cheerful. Somebody say, be cheerful. Uh-huh. I know you got that letter, but be cheerful. I know you didn't get that letter, be cheerful. I know you got that job, be cheerful. I know you didn't get that promotion, but still, be cheerful. No matter what. If the house you are trying to buy goes through, be cheerful. If it didn't pull through, be cheerful. No matter what. I like that word, no matter what. Be cheerful. No matter what. He said, pray at all time. Don't get to a point that you say that God doesn't even deserve prayer. All the prayer I've been praying. In fact, I refuse. Oh, da, da, da. After you have manifested the flesh, come back in the spirit. <laughs> because I cannot guarantee that you will not manifest flesh. God is big enough to take your ranting. Just know God is bigger than your pain. He says, pray at all times. Thank God no matter what happens. 
You mean I should find God when I didn't get it? Yeah. Find God if I feel my prayers not been answered? Yeah. Because it's not over yet. Some say it's not over yet. He said, this is the way God wants you who belong to Christ to live. And when you read that in another translation, it says, this is the will of God concerning you. So if you want to know the will of God, this is the will of God. For you to be cheerful at all times. Now it tells us something very dangerous in verse 19. Don't suppress the spirit. And don't stifle those who have a word from the master. Now two things there. Whenever you are not cheerful, whenever you are not thankful, you are actually quenching the spirit. Now the spirit is the only way you're going to make it. And when you murmur, murmuring kills the spirit. He said, and also don't stifle those who have a word. Why? Because in your pain, God will send friends. God will send people. And don't shut them down. Don't insult them. Don't stifle those who have a word for you. You want to hear God in your pain. You cannot. You can only hear God through the people he's sending to you. He says, on the other hand, don't be gullible. I like this. He said, don't be gullible. Don't just swallow everything that comes your way. No. He said, don't be gullible. Check out everything. So know the ones that is fact. Okay, what is the doctor saying? Okay, what are the situations? Know this, know this. Then you find your answers and know what to present to God. Don't be gullible. Say with me, when I murmur, I quench the power of the Spirit. Father, from today, give me the grace not to murmur against you. Friends, listen carefully to this. Gratitude adds power. But murmuring kills the anointing. A church that is full of gratitude experiences the power of God. A family that is full of gratitude, they have love that you cannot imagine. When there is gratitude, husband shows gratitude to the wife, wife shows gratitude to the husband, children show gratitude to their parents. There is power in the house. There is progress in the house. A church that has that has progress. God is dwelling in such a place. But when there's murmuring, murmuring from one to another, murmuring from the pulpit to the altar, altar to the everybody, murmuring, everybody murmuring, murmuring against one another, you have stifled the power of the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 51 that we read earlier on as I begin to close. The Bible says in 1 to 3, he said, listen to me, you will follow after righteousness, you will seek the Lord. He said, look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you now. We know something about Abraham and Sarah in the Bible. Among other things, we know that they got to a point where they felt, God, are you there at all? You called us out, we obeyed you. You asked us to fast, we fasted. You asked us to follow, we followed. We did everything, God. What else should we do? In fact, God came one day to talk to Abraham. Abraham, I'm your great and exceeding great reward. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we had that before. That's exactly what Abraham did. So in the course of this passage, when he was talking to Abraham, he said, for the Lord will comfort Zion. Now, Abraham's name is not Zion. Why is God bringing Zion into his conversation about Abraham? It's because Zion also went through what Abraham went through. How do we know? In Isaiah 49, when you read from verse 13, Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, break out into singing. I see somebody breaking into singing here. I say your own singing will be louder. 
your own dancing will be better. For the Lord has comforted his people and he will have mercy on his afflicted. God sees your pain. He knows you're afflicted. And he said, I will have mercy on you. Guess what? He said, but, there's a but there. But Zion said, God has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. That's what Zion is saying. God said, I will have mercy. I will comfort Zion. But Zion says, mm, yeah, I had you. God came to tell Sarah. Said, Sarah, according to the time of life, here you have a baby. <laughs> she laughed. That's exactly what Zion said. Is that what you are saying today? But a point came when there was a change. And I'm praying for that change in your life today. The Bible said in Romans chapter 4, from 18 to 20, it said, this is about Abraham and Sarah. He said, Abraham, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. I want to tell somebody here today that contrary to hope, you got to believe. Contrary means you have to act in a way that is different from what you see. Here is the letter from the hospital. But here is the action you need to have. Here is the attitude you need to have. Contrary to hope, you got to hope and believe. The Bible says so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. What has been spoken over your life? You will become it. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith. Now watch this. Not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. There are two negatives here. I mean, that friend, when you have those two negatives, it's not a problem. He becomes positive, scientists tell us. He did not consider his own body already dead. If your own body is not even dead, find God for what to have. This man was 100 years old. His body was already dead. The Bible says, and the deadness of what? Sarah's womb. And you think God forgot your own age? Where will I have this husband? Where will I have this wife? Sarah's womb was dead. But what, what did he do? What did he do? What did Zion do? Verse 20. He did not waver. Nah, that's what I'm going to. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. I pray every root of unbelief is out of your mind, out of your system today. The Bible said he was strengthened in faith. May you be strengthened. May you be strengthened. I don't care how many times you have had this. May you be strengthened in the name of Jesus. How? Giving glory to God. When you are giving glory to God, strength comes in. The way you are going to ever make this is by giving glory to God. It's by giving glory to God. Normal people don't experience miracles. It's radical people. Are you listening to me now? Radical people. People are able to take him by his word. People are able to believe him unto the saving of the soul. People are able to see fire and to see the king and say to the king, King, we will not be careful to answer you in this matter because our God is able. By the way, we are ready. We are stepping into the fire. I'm saying to somebody today in the name of Jesus, as you hold God by his word, give him praise unto him. I see your miracle coming. I see your breakthrough coming. In the name of Jesus, I see your breakthrough coming. You have to get to a point where you begin to call the things that are not as though they are. 
What is it you want God to do? Begin to find God for it. Begin to believe God for it. Begin to say, Lord, I thank you for my child. I thank you for my son. I thank you for my husband. I want somebody who, who is a person who understands what it is. You begin to hold them by the hand by faith. You begin to say by faith. You say, Lord, I thank you. I give you praise. I bless your name. You have heard me say this thing many, 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 many times. Listen to me. Every Mother's Day, every Mother's Day, every Mother's Day, when this revelation hits me for years, my children will give my wife a Mother's Day card. And they didn't exist in physical. Every Mother's Day will put a card under my wife's pillow. And she will see them. And she too will give me gifts on behalf of the children for years and then I will not go more a step further I will speak to you church you remember and I said to you when my son comes and my daughter comes I never miss in those words and I can say this to you today listen to me many times I wrote those cards and I was in tears God would you ever do this but I believe you by your word I believe you by your words I want to tell somebody here, time has come for you. You begin to praise God. You must begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Our God is a true God. He is a true God. He's able to save you. He's able to save unto the uttermost. If you call upon your name, call upon his name, he will answer you. He said, I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Take a moment to begin to bless the name of the Lord. For that miracle you expect. For that healing which you expect. For that breakthrough you expect. It's time for you to begin to do it. Call it by name. Call it by name. Call it by name. Thank him for it. Because our God is able. Our God is able. Many years ago I knew. There is nothing God wants to do in my life that he can't do like this. When you read this book, you will understand. Zechariah stopped praying. And overnight, God came. <laughs> that prayer you have been praying. Here it is. Ah, The man was even like, which one? That's for you to know. So if God could just do it like that, why didn't he do it years ago? A man came here on Friday. He prayed, fasted, believed God for a miracle, for his financial breakthrough. God didn't show him then. But he had done it. And at the point of his giving of hope, he got a letter that this thing you were asking for was actually done 18 years back. Can you see what I'm talking about? I don't know who you are, but I know this house is about to hit a miracle. Miracles, miracles, bathing miracles. Miracles, bathing miracles. But your mouth must change. Your tongue must change. You must begin to praise the Lord. Expect your miracle. Declare your miracle. Thank him for your miracle. Believe he's able to do it. Raise up your hands to heaven and I want to pray for you. Father, we thank you. We honor you, Lord. Because you are the king of glory. God of all possibilities. There is nothing impossible for you to do. I have spoken your word forth as you have triggered it in my spirit. And I ask you right now, oh Lord, perform it in the lives of your people. Execute it quickly. In the name of Jesus, honor their faith as they begin to praise you. Bring it to pass, Lord. Turn around situations in this house. 
cause there to be joy, tears of joy in this house. Those that are so in tears, let them come back to reap. <laughs> reap with laughter in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless.